go ahead and just jump right into it. Why does it matter so much and when should a person pay their credit card? Yeah, so it matters because you want to maintain a low credit utilization rate, um, ideally under 10%. And you know, you're gonna see across the internet that uh, most articles are gonna tell you go below 30%. And that's just not the case. That's one of the biggest misnomers that I've seen out there and it, it keeps persisting. Mm -hmm. um, if you stay below just 30%, then you're going to have a penalty be uh, it's going to be applied to your credit report and it's going to affect your score negatively. So you want to stay below 10% ideally. Staying below 10%. Okay. We get okay. So we got that because a lot of times people say 30%, but you're saying stay below 10%. Okay. We got that. So now you also mentioned that the, there are certain dates to pay close attention to when you are paying your credit card bills and such. And now, how does a person, first off, what are those dates? And then how could a person find those dates uh, that we actually need to be uh, paying attention to? So uh, there's a great graphic that would show this, but there's three dates that are really big on your, uh, on your credit card bill. And that's gonna be your statement opening date, closing date, and your due date. And those are three dates you wanna you wanna basically uh, mark in your mind. But the number one date that is that your uh, your payments are gonna be hinged on is gonna be that statement closing date. And so uh, and that's gonna be a 30 day period from your opening date to your closing date. And um, basically, I call it a four day dance. You wanna make a uh, a payment two days before your statement closing date, and of 95 percent of your credit card balance. And then you wanna make another, a second payment two days after that statement closing date of the uh, of the rest, which is 5%. And so you're paying that complete balance off before, uh, well before the due date. Um, what that allows you to do is by paying 95% before that statement closing date, mm -hmm. you're basically reducing your credit utilization down to 5% before it reports to the credit agencies. And that's really crucial because at, when you report only 5%, that's the most optimum utilization that you can report. Um, really how it breaks down is um, if you're reporting 0%, you're getting hit with a light penalty. We found through many reports online and people doing uh, their own investigative work and um, their own experience, there's a slight hit if you don't report anything. So you wanna report a little something, 5% is really optimum. Uh, again, the another little factoid is that the, uh, a FICO score high achiever has a uh, an average 7% credit utilization rate. So I like to see that as a marker. You want to copy success, right? Um, now, as you go down the line, if you report 10 to 30%, you're going to hit with a little bit more of a negative, uh, negative impact on your credit report and score. And if you're going over 30%, it's even harsher. Mm. And so you want to keep it uh, in the single digits, definitely. Wow. See, guys, I hope you guys are getting these gems. I hope you all are taking notes. He says you most definitely want to keep your utilization, as we talked about a few minutes ago, under 10%, 7% or close to it is that sweet spot. And he also dropped another gem, and that's studying success, right? Studying these FICO high achievers. This guy does his research for sure because a lot of people don't know about FICO high achievers. And for those people who don't know what that is, those are people who typically have credit scores that are 740 or higher, 750 or higher, and they're doing the things that the algorithm is looking for, okay? They're doing those things. And not only that, guys, I hope you guys didn't miss all those three important dates, okay? And again, now, Cal, uh, to find those dates, they could easily just look at uh, their credit card statement, right? Or they could just call into the credit card company. Definitely. It's easy to see. Now, this is where it gets a little um, 
a little tough because different credit card issuers are going to use slightly different terminology. Uh, some issuers are going to use statement date. Are they going to use closing date? Or they might use statement closing date, some variation of that. And that's that date that you want to look for. And that's basically when th that's the end of your billing cycle for uh, for that uh, month for your credit card. And that is the date, w you know, give or take a, a day or two when the credit card issuer is reporting uh, your utilization to the credit agencies. And that's that makes it a crucial date for you to make payments on. So again, you want to make that first payment of 95% of your balance two days before the statement closing date. And then the remainder of 5%, you want to pay off uh, two days after that statement closing date. Wow. See, I told you guys, not only does Cal know what he's talking about, which by the way, guys, listen, if you guys want to learn more about uh, what Cal is talking about and just a deeper dive of understanding your credit cards better, make sure you guys swing on over to his YouTube channel, subscribe today, get more of these gems that he's dropping. But uh, again, he just mentioned some crucial things. Um, you know, it, it may be slightly different for your credit card company, but for the most part, everything is going to be uh, on your statement. But you most definitely could call them and, of course, you know, reach out to them and learn, uh, you know, more about these things. Because, again, this is proof you may have been paying your credit cards wrong. And now you have uh, those dates because they're important as you're building your credit and doing uh, the right things the right way. But, Cal, as we wrap up, um, I know that you've been, of course, uh, not only building your YouTube channel, trying to educate people, you know, on these types of things. Uh, what are some tips that you could leave the audience with uh, before we wrap up? Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, you definitely want to be checking your FICO score. That stands out in my mind. I'm always checking on my FICO. That's going to give you your most accurate score that the credit card issuers and lenders are using are actually using. Not your Vantage score, but your FICO score. Um, and so that allows me to, you know, and everybody should be checking that probably on a weekly basis just to stay up to date on that score. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, that's that's huge. That's most definitely huge as you as you guys are going through this credit card journey. And uh, guys, and for those who don't know, when you go, when you have a MyFICO account, okay, um, there's different category scores is what he's referring to, but not only your overall scores. Most of you guys just see your overall scores. The overall score is like when you have a credit card, it says your score is this. Even though if it says FICO, that's just your overall score. There are category scores that are you know that pertain to a specific category. So like if you're looking to get a mortgage, you have a mortgage score. If you're looking to get an auto loan, you have an auto loan score. And just as Kyle just mentioned, you most definitely have credit card scores as well. That's why you guys are seeing one score and then you guys get approved or denied and they say, hey, your score is this. You're saying, why is that score different? That's because you guys are not looking at your credit card score. So again, yet another gem. Well, again, thanks again, Kyle. We listen, we're going to let you go. You know, you're hanging with your family at the beach house. That's where we should be at. But of course, we're not doing as good as Kyle. So we got to most. <laughs> but either way, listen, man, you most definitely have a, a great time uh, with the family. And thanks again for stopping by, man. Oh, thank you again, Calvin. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right. Have